یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں everybody and welcome to episode 94 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number 94, Karan. Uh, I am still in lockdown. I'm not sure if you're in lockdown or the country that you live in has just like, stopped caring about it. Log- the country has mostly stopped caring. We haven't so in lockdown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, episode number 94. Um, let me see if you can guess. How many players have won jersey number 94 for in the Indian NBA? Oh my god. Uh 94. And we're really going for the fringes now. So I'm I'll not be able <laughs> to guess any of this stuff. I I uh, has there been a 94? Uh yes, there has been a 94 mm. and he's still active in the league. So I can give oh. you can give you a bunch of clues. Let's see yeah. if you can get it within three clues, right? Okay. So do you, do you want to take a guess without any clues? Just a random no. shot in the air. No, okay. no I'll, I have no idea. I'll be wasting time and, and guesses. Okay. okay, cool. I'll try and make the clues like more obvious as they go. Yes. But the first clue is, this is a name you should never, ever Google. Oh, uh, it's is that guy who plays for the magic or is, uh, what's his name? Fournier. Is it Evan Fournier? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I have Googled it. And now, I mean, I, I think he himself tweeted that, right? Don't Google my name. But, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> now, now that we've guessed this right within a clue, don't Google that name. <laughs> yes, absolutely not. Um, but you can you can Google him on, on Basketball Reference. And you'll yes. see that during his two years at the Denver Nuggets, he wore jersey number 94. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Not, not sure why, but there must be a reason. But Perfect. don't Google his name. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was born in 94. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, God. That makes me feel um, old. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, title in the year 94 was obviously the first non-Bulls title in that decade. Hey, and the New York Knicks made the finals. Let's not forget, the, let's not forget <laughs> the important fact of the 1994 NBA <laughs> championship. That the New York Knicks took... <laughs> Took the, the, the champions, Hakeem Olajuwon, to, to seven games. People don't talk about this enough. Knicks were a game away from being champions. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> is, that, is that your, like, I know you obviously weren't old enough to watch basketball at that time. But is that still, like, your favorite Knicks memory? No, I, 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 I wasn't really into basketball then. My, my Knicks memory was the 99 playoff run. They made the finals again in 99 and then lost to uh, the Spurs. But... I love yeah. that team so much. Uh, when we get to the episode 99, I, I think we, you'll have to reserve enough time for me to talk about the, that playoff run. Maybe maybe we'll make episode 99 about that playoff run. Just, oh, just that. That'd be great. <laughs> and, and then the on-swing Knicks sadness. Yes, of course. No Knicks conversation can continue <laughs> without that. <laughs> uh, so this... this uh, episode has well and truly gone off the rails already and it's not even been five minutes um any any big indian basketball news current that uh, that our listeners need to be up to date about in, really in, hasn't i been, guess in yeah, a country really, where like there's not much happening right now yeah there really hasn't been that much going on i think uh, we mentioned this in our last episode um i want to give a shout out to like the people who are continuing to do do sort of um 
virtual um, so, sort of basketball discussions, basketball meets, you know, whether it's NBA India uh, having their academy players go out and, you know, uh, uh, give advice on how to train virtually or, or from lockdown, or whether it's uh, the, the IBPA and then basketball fans that they've been doing e-basketball conclaves. So I was on the most recent e-basketball conclave. Uh, this was about three or four days ago where uh, we had to talk about the media's role in, in the growth of basketball in India. So I, I'm glad that there's, you know, just, some might say that, oh, it's just people talking, so it's not going to go anywhere. But I think it's important to have, just to keep the conversation going so, you know, people don't lose the energy. So I want to shout them out for making something happen in Indian basketball. Uh, Absolutely. That said, the, the the most you know the most electrifying news in Indian basketball has been uh, has been Dil Bechara and and the late uh, the, the 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 first song from the last movie of the tragically late uh, Sushant Singh Rajput. Uh, have you seen this music video that I'm talking about that has been I setting have, fire to the internets? I have seen your tweet about it which then made me click the youtube link and stuff like that yes uh, but yeah uh, this uh, l- let's just say that when i when i click off or when i think of i guess a bollywood song like that i just don't expect a reggie miller jersey to turn up out of everything a reggie you would have expected any kind of lebron's or steph curry's or michael jordan's but yeah yeah uh, a late 90s early 2000s reggie miller sighting in a Bollywood song in 2020 was was a big shock. Uh, the, so the last few days, did um, this happen from the push of a friend of mine in the US, Samir Kumar, who has been on uh, on uh, Hoop Darshan in the past. So he sort of encouraged this um, further investigation to, to find more about this. He is one of the world's mm-hmm. biggest Reggie Miller fans. So it just blew his mind that Reggie's jersey would show up on in a Bollywood video. So it sort of encouraged me to do this, you know, further research online. And we've been getting so many theories, right? Like the theories, you gave like a very like simple, succinct answer. It's India, Indiana, let's go. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 overthink it. I think it's as simple as that. Oh, yeah, what is this? India, Indiana, that's it. <laughs> and and then. Um, I sort of, I, I wondered if it was because the Indiana Pacers were playing in India recently and they won both games, so they must have a little good impression on uh, those games had a bunch of, you know, industry bigwigs and not just those games, the parties that were around those games, a lot of Bollywood yeah. types showed up to these events. So maybe uh, someone was inspired by the, the Indiana Pacers, they're like, oh wow, this is the best team in the NBA, that's what needs to be uh, shown on our, um, you know, th- that's what needs to be in our music video. So maybe that's yeah. what happened uh, to which, and you know. That's, that's pretty cool, I think. But like, regardless of which theory is true, right? Yeah. The fact that they went with Reggie Miller's jersey and not like a current player. Yeah. Like, some, someone like, uh, maybe we're, we're not giving them as much credit as they deserve. Well, so just going down that rabbit hole, I think they went by, assuming they were moved by the NBA India Games performance. They, mm-hmm. Then they must have said, okay, who is the most popular Indiana Pacer? And and Google must have given them Reggie Miller instead of giving them a current Indiana Pacer. Now, yeah, it's like... Now, the third theory is probably the truest one, which someone pointed out on Twitter the other day, is that mm-hmm. the, this movie, Dil Bichara, is 
a remake of The Fault in Our Stars, which I have not seen, but I've, it, it's like a popular book and uh, film. I, I have seen it, yeah. And apparently that movie is based in Indiana. And there's a scene where the main, one of the guys wears Indiana Pacers jerseys a lot. Specifically a Rick Smith's jersey, which is amazing that that's also like, so, but instead of Rick Smith's, they moved to Reggie Miller here. So I just love the, like the answer will come soon. I have tagged Gopal who has been trying to get in touch with. Um, hey, can we, can we? Can we give a shout out to what Gopal did on Instagram, which I think is like the is the most India social media phenomenon possible. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> for, for those who don't know, what Gopal did was he urged all of the followers of the Ekalavya's account that he uh, operates to tag Reggie Miller on the post <laughs> with this, with this I guess like a, a screenshot from this song and. Yeah. Indians being Indians, classic, just spammed the shit out of yeah. Reggie. And <laughs> Reggie actually responded, which is... Reggie responded. Just, Reggie, Reggie sent like a rest in peace message to Sushant Singh Rajput. Like, he must have had to do some research to find that, right? And then... Uh, no, no, no. So it, it was something that um, Gopal prompted. Like, I guess he said... Oh, okay. Reggie said something funny about... Um, I guess like he's I guess he's pulling off the look or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Or he's stealing uh, my boots. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Gopal was like, you know, the sad thing happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, Reggie, Reggie Miller saying condolences to Sushant Singh Rajput was not was not something I would have expected to happen in 2020. And there's some strange things that have happened. It's one of the better things that have happened in 2020. Let's just, you know, yeah. there's the, in, in, in this cynical world that we live in. So, yes, like million shout outs to Gopal for making that happen. And then the funny thing is, the Indian media picks that up as like, a breaking news story because that's what we do like oh my god nba basketball star responds on on instagram he writes like the fact that those becomes those become headline stories yes. reggie miller puts a comment on an instagram post is is, is a new story in india so um so yeah there, there's yeah. a lot going I, on i guess and, i guess that means um, gopal has made it big he already well, had but like he's, he's made it big yeah yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> um but 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 yeah so it's it's amazing. We are probably going to get a lot more information on this in, in the upcoming days. I, I might have to write something about this. Is as you know, this is my my, my passion is the, the intersection of Bollywood and basketball because there's so little intersection that happens. Every time it happens, yeah. I salivate and I have to like overindulge uh, I myself. Think, I, I think when you're like 90 and you have grandkids and stuff like that, um, I, I think you'll have enough content for a book. Um, Bollywood consists of basketball. Are you kidding? I have enough content for a book now. I think just just based on just based on the the four or five incidents, I can I can talk about it for hours. Like I, I on on half girlfriend, I wrote like an you know three thousand word article. This is not yes. it's not difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you haven't you haven't necessarily covered Ajinkya yet, which is I think like one one of the top few moments in Hoopdarshan history. Ajinkya is 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 hundred percent a Hall of Fame moment. Yes. Um, yes. We are wildly off track. <laughs> but, but, this is what this is what podcasting in lockdown is like. For for the Evan Fournier slash Hakim Olajuwon '94 championship episode. Um, yes. We are going to bring things. We're going to sharpen things up, bring them a little bit more into focus. And our special guest today is another one of you know 
a long you know we we talked about uh, gopal obviously another one of the long time long time indian basketball fans slash journalist who has done so much work who's written thousands of articles on on indian basketball and then the nba and has really been super involved with covering the league especially like in the past decade he's doing a, a, a like you know he has a real job now which is not as much uh, uh impacted by the nba and basketball but he did something incredible at the nba india games last year which is he bicycled all the way from his hometown kolkata to mumbai to to watch the game in mumbai which is just incredible and uh, to to share all of his stories and a lot more anecdotes i would like to bring sid break ball himself siddharth sharma on to hoop darshan so i'm excited to finally 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 have siddharth sharma aka the great sid break ball on hoop darshan uh siddharth if you guys have followed his work if you followed indian basketball in the last 10 15 years you would 100% seen his name you would 100% seen sid break ball or the lil iverson logo that you use uh on sportskeeda articles i think you you told me you wrote over a thousand articles on sports kita on you know nba on indian basketball um of course you worked as a commentator with with the with the uba basketball league you know and did mark marketing marketing and communications for them and uh currently you you mentioned that you work as as uh, as a social media manager for a sports retail company so thank you sir for finally coming on hubdarshan this is like a pleasure to have you here thank you so much karan and koshik i mean ever since the hoop darshan came along with the doordarshan thing <laughs> it has been a dream of mine okay one day one day and i have to say what took you guys so long but i'll answer that myself i mean look at the amazing people who already been there and as a fan i mean i want to get together with you guys and just chat about the game more so than you know be a person on the show as such but thanks so much for having me here and yeah quick aside is about 800 articles on sports kira and 1000ish yeah. all combined everywhere but it's, as i always say and you'll get tired of hearing it before i get tired of saying it that you sort of let the you put the alphabet together from which we could actually make something happen so you know how i first got hired by sports kira my first article was love for the game shooting a basketball that mm. was just a quick fan post back in 2010 yeah. around octoberish the indian women's team were going for the asian games sing sisters everyone and mm-hmm. i was thinking how about we have a wwe trump card style profile <laughs> for them Do you remember that <laughs> ms paint ms paint good old days before photoshop was even photoshop so guys we are really old to all the listeners i think we should admit that so i at the time i couldn't find any data anywhere except hopisani.blogspot.com and <laughs> so there i think okay shout out to hopisani <laughs> yes always i remember we had a quick to we had so karan you've actually shaped my life in ways and this is not a overstating it in any way at all because a i started writing because of what material i had from you b you were the one who sort of referred paul crane to me right mm. yes so that's how i led to my break in uba at that time i was just freelancing around mm-hmm. so huge thanks for doing what you do and i don't know if you remember we had a quick conversation many many years ago where i asked you okay your is there value in us just being a voice of the game and regularly blogging and you told me that 
there's the intrinsic value in just creating what we create and then being regular with what we do mm-hmm. so i don't know who your favorite bowler would be but to me you would be like the tim duncan of indian basketball <laughs> quietly doing about going about your business because the consistency with which what you're putting out is insane man okay i'll stop fanboying right now <laughs> people might think that i'm bribing you okay guys people are utna patta nahi de rahe let's get one guy just thoda achhi achhi baatein bolega that's actually a good I, i think i should have you on every episode just to talk nice things about me and then leave like okay yeah, okay like a pers- personal it's like a personal out in the background yeah exactly eminem um, eminem rapping the noan porter in the background hyping him up yes uh you th- so, i mean siddharth we we had like a 10 minute conversation before you came on and the episode was like already getting derailed so much with so much random shit uh, i i'm i feel like you've joined the perfect episode today okay uh, no i just want to say i mean first of all thank you so much for your kind words you like 100% deserve it you know like th- this was a time when there were so, so few people now a lot of people can call themselves quote and quote like analysts or experts in basketball in india but really they're not and especially 10 10 15 years ago there were rarely anyone who could sort of match the two worlds like to understand the the culture from the nba side but then not just be com- completely americanized actually translate it and make it fun for the indian readers you know and like yeah. you really had that knowledge so that and second of all Tim Duncan come on I, I, as much as i respect tim duncan he's one of the top 5 players of all time i think in nba history yep. i do not match up to his sobriety or leadership qualities i'm more like the draymond green of uh, <laughs> basketball blocking okay i need to get to know you better than i only know you as a writer okay um, you, you, you only know the machine that pupistani is you don't you don't know the yeah the you don't know the okay. you don't know the madness behind the machine to say that <laughs> okay um Now uh, that said, uh, Sid, I want to ask you: How are you doing in this lockdown situation? How are you dealing with everything? Uh, are you in Are you in Kolkata right now? Is everything okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. So the situation is, I mean, the same everywhere. But mm. right now, working from home on alternate days, and I'm working with Decathlon mm. in Kolkata. So how that started off was also, I mean, I don't want to keep running off on tangents, but. so i tried to wheelie in with my cycle almost wheelie in on the day they opened and i kept going five seven times for things i needed mm-hmm. and then luckily the store leader who's also thinks digital a lot shubh chaje so mm-hmm. he was at the welcome desk himself so i asked bro do you need somebody for content mm-hmm. i tell you if it was anybody else standing there i wouldn't be working here right now yeah so he said okay let's talk about it so start this is how you know the arab and the camel with the camel just puts his foot in then his thigh <laughs> then he get that's how every job i've got has been just like that where my leg is content writing so i start off as content then i start pitching into social media then ideas and business development and that gives me a room to get in so alternate days kar rahe so lockdown is tough because basketball has stopped completely mm. i mean there's a group of guys used to play every weekend at sports authority of india Which mm-hmm. is thankfully close to my home. These are guys who are in their 40s, 50s. They have kids, and they're young ones also. So that has been a pain point. I mean, that has been one great constant in my life over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. That basketball court at Sai. That's what I miss so much. Yeah, um, it's it, it, and especially basketball. Like you know, yes, you can go out and play alone, 
but it is a game where you really miss the camaraderie of having teammates and people around you you know um yeah. now i, I want to sort of shift let I me mean, you you mentioned you worked with decathlon and and you are a very avid biker bicycler um i'm after almost 10 years of knowing you i finally met you in person in the most wildest way possible it it yes. couldn't have been more amazing Hollywood. yeah we met in mumbai at the nba india games the second game and yeah. you had done one of the most amazing things which is you bicycled all the way from kolkata to mumbai motorcycled oh you motorcycle uh, my bad yes. my, my bad yeah no you motorcycle all the way from um, kolkata to mumbai to watch this game and uh, how uh, it was like a three day journey for you to do this uh, and and uh, can you tell us more details like how did this yeah. whole macap idea spring about by the way i told people in the introduction that you, you came on in bicycle which just sounds okay. uh, which more sounds badass. really badass also but uh, yeah, yeah. but but, 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 but tell us yeah how did this how did this come along so i mean this this was first of all the way we met was insane like i'm so happy that you came up on to the upper tier of the seats i was yeah. talking you i saw there's this dude in red shirt curly hair but that's karan that's him right there like hey karan was like no that will be too he'd be like yeah let me not go up who is this crazy guy but you came up to meet some people over there so that was actually bollywood like imagine we've been writing in different cities different places and the one place we get to meet is the exclamation the nba india game historic moment yeah 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 man so how it came about was i think shall i dive back into childhood and how everything started for me for this <laughs> absolutely the, the whole story go go, so, go whichever way you want to go man okay. okay so at the time when my head barely came up to the counter of a shop i remember on the window there was this cover with jason kidd on it nba live 03 it was amit was the name of the shopkeeper it was in supermarket in tinsukia Assam, a small town where I grew up in, and I was like, okay, this, I want to play that game because I was even playing little bit of basketball, but not much. And then the soundtrack, Snoop Dogg, and all this—that was all new to me. Okay, this was in the days of MP3 and dial-up, where if you want to download one song, you leave your computer on all night. <laughs> so, and then you hope and pray that download wasn't interrupted. So, that was my introduction into NBA culture, and I sort of grew up in an isolated part of town where. wouldn't go out as much and this was what i spent most of my time doing mm. playing the nba live video games so right now i could this is a parlor trick of sorts but i promise i'm not looking at a screen i could recite the list of teams atlanta boston shadow chicago cleveland dallas denver detroit indiana memphis because i saw those names so many times <laughs> yeah, while playing yeah. the so this so franchise yeah. franchise mode right so it's simulating loading next season and all the team names that training camp atlanta training camp boston training camp going on so i got to see that kobe is 6 foot 6 from lower merion high school all these everything i know about the nba started from the nba live video games and then my dad he has a iron and steel business so i asked him could we have a small rim in the backyard so he welded one for me wow. and insane we couldn't get up because he welded one i said like 18 inches wide it's 10 feet high so it was like 10.5 but that helped add an arc to my jumper i hope it's not a jumper it's a set shot let's call it a jumper okay and then that's how i spent my childhood two hours shooting and two hours playing and i studied also so that's where the love came from plus i didn't do much of socializing also even in school or college because 
I had this thing where I couldn't really breathe very well. I was born with some extra no- bones in my nose and everything, so I didn't talk much. Okay, now you see me going on and on. So I used to write so much because I didn't talk as much. I just need an outlet, and basketball was my refuge. The one outlet where I was like, okay, like you, you remember the first time we all take a jump shot, the ball goes everywhere except the net, right? Mm-hmm. And you wonder, okay, how they make it look so easy, but then you put a week into it and you see, okay, I'm putting time into something and I'm getting something out of it, and that continues. And you start doing things you didn't know you could do, like not amazing slam dunks, but even just making a jump shot. So that's like a reaffirmation. I think Ron Artist met a world piece. Said it. He said that it's the great. Yes. So he should have had a cameo in Dil Bechara, where he just jumps into the crowd <laughs> and starts busting out moves. We already we, we already had a, a before before you came on our introduction. We we went we were deep we did a deep dive. In the Dil Bichara song and discussing how they ended up with the Reggie Miller jersey. Um, yeah. In that, but imagine if it was a Ron Artest jersey. Now that would be even more amazing. Yeah, man. that would be <laughs> epic. David um, Stern would come back to life and be like, hey, <laughs> stop this. Um, so, yes. so, so, so that's your story of like how you became a basketball fan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? So the right. Yeah, what is the story behind this this epic bike trip that you took to 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 Bombay? Like, do, do you are you uh, is it the longest bike trip you ever took? Do you bike? Are you a regular avid biker? Do you go around the country? Like, I'm just curious to know. I, I mean, I have friends who who do stuff like this who have done you know north to south, east to west a lot. Uh, but but I like that you made a focus on you know. I'm going to get to the NBA on a bike, like like sort of a life-affirming decision like that. So, no, I have never been on bike trips. The most I did was 50 kilometers from Decathlon in Salt Lake to Decathlon Howrah. That's on the outskirts of the city. So for me, the getting from A to B part is something I've been doing for a very long time. As I mentioned, I had this breathing issue. So even before I had a surgery at 25 to help that go away. So I had it in my mind that the more I can run, the better stamina I have, the better I'll be able to breathe. I didn't think that I needed surgery. I thought, okay, I need to get better. So for me, getting from A to B, A to B has always been like a obsession. So if I have to go to a mall, I'd rather just run there. So back in 2012, I had this post on Facebook where I wrote, is anybody up for a cycling trip from Kolkata to Mumbai? I have zero idea. And then people were like, guys, don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> then in the mad lad moment, I went back, I hunted that post and I wrote, okay, thank you for the guidance, guys. We finally did it on the motorcycle, as you said. <laughs> so, Kolkata to Mumbai, it's been, been my head for some irrational reason there because it's east to west, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of people who do these saddle sore rides where you go 1,600 kilometers. But those are mainly on highways where the road is planned. So, <laughs> this one, I original plan was to cover 500 kilometers every day okay so i didn't have experience in riding but i was a youtube warrior i checked every video i could find of people doing east to west trips mumbaiker nikhil and all the local bikers so much so that i knew that okay at kharagpur there is one left where google maps says left but you have to go straight so go straight <laughs> so i jumped into details of that but no i had no experience in riding and it was a not the wisest of moves to do what I did because every the general consensus is I think you should cover 500 kilometers every day mm. and if you're going on a multi-day trip 
cover the maximum distance in the first day, then okay. taper down in the coming days so that you're less fatigued. I ended up doing the opposite. Oh, no. So how I got started was there were two ladies who were cycling around the world. They're in their 50s or maybe even 60s. You never mm-hmm. ask them, right? So it's a tandem bike. And that's both that type. Okay. So I had made the plan earlier. I bought a Yamaha FZ25 250cc bike over my old uh, 150cc bike. In part because of this trip and also I wanted to go on tours. Plus, I knew I couldn't do it on a 100cc as enjoyably as it would be on a bike with, forget the engine, the ABS was like, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this because I want a bigger bike. I'm doing this for safety. Mm-hmm. Things we tell ourselves to <laughs> get a bigger bike. But so idea was that I'll do the trip and then I was spending months. I bought the bike in around August. So you have to do your first servicing before a long trip. So I used to take it out on the road and do 20, 20 kilometer runs. And on the way, I would sit imagining that, okay, I'm on a trip. How can I be on the most relaxed position? I don't have to, I read somewhere that don't grip the handlebar like you're holding on for dear life. Clutch it like you would hold a baby's wrist. So you should hold on to your bike with your thighs, not by handlebar. So in my mind, I would just simulate, okay, I'm on a long ride. So how do I want to be sitting? Where do I want pressure to be? How do I want to adjust my position so I don't get fatigued? And why I wanted to do this was because in part, I read that, okay, if you want to do something, put it out there in the world so that you put pressure on yourself. In part, it was that, but mainly it was to myself that, okay, this is something I want to do, I need to do. But you know how bad it was at that time, delayed monsoons and Mm, bikes getting swept away. So I had booked plane tickets. I had booked a hotel also. and But I met these incredible women. Tandem Wow is their Instagram handle. Kat and Raz, the mm-hmm. two lovely ladies. So because I'm covering social media with Decathlon, so I got a chance to meet them. And so they are going on a around-the-world trip, unsupported. There is no caravan that follows them around. They have a puncture, they fix it. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything set. And one of them, they were so full of joy. There was no, okay, we had a tough ride. And they came from the South. They said that one of them said, okay, you're just the age of my son. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some light bulb that went off. Even then, there was no plan to go. Next bloody morning, Wednesday, bright and sunny. Like, man, it's been raining so bad the last week. Mm-hmm. And this is Wednesday. And I know that in one day, I can do 500 kilometer. I can stretch it to 800 and mm. I knew that okay first day if I can make it to Bhubaneswar then maybe I'll figure out what to do next day so initial plan was I go to Bhubaneswar first day 400 kilometer Vishakapatnam the next always wanted to go there because Vishakapatnam it has hills and it has the sea both yeah so Vizag is I such a beautiful city yeah yeah man you must have been there for some tournaments also mm. right I know actually like a, clo- a friend of mine used to live there so I visited and it's exactly how you describe it. It's both mountainous and there's river nearby. And also it feels like you're not in India because there's so few people. It's like you're, uh-huh. you're wondering like where the population of humanity is. <laughs> yes. And so that's where I wanted to go. And my plan was, you know, Aram like filter coffee, PNGA South Ka, and I'll sample the local dhabas. But that's, and my plan was to leave before sunrise at 4.30 a.m. But I woke up at 6.30 and, you know, in my preparation, I had bought all these 
I bought a vest jacket, which not full leather, so air passes through, keeps you cool. I bought base layer from Decathlon. Shout out product placement plugin, <laughs> whatever. So, so they have these merino wool jerseys, which keep you warm in the cold and keep you cool in warm, and you don't have to wash it every single day. So I had got that. So in terms of preparation, everything was ready. And that morning, this might sound like a cliche, but the train should be like, mm-hmm. abhi then whole life I'll regret it. Not because I told someone I'll do it, but because this was my dream. And mm-hmm. I remember we spoke and you told me that, bro, why didn't I talk about this at all earlier? Yeah, yeah. In that, I mean, I'm a writer, maybe a journalist at a stretch and I should have treated it like maybe as a story. Okay, this is what I plan to do. Hashtag this and that. But mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, I don't want it to come across as, you know, attention seeking or anything. It was just something I needed to do for myself in that I wanted to go on a long trip. I wanted to see the NBA India games. And yeah. I knew that this would be the biggest reason for me to make the trip. So, well, the sto- well, the story did make it out. Uh, thanks to another shout out, Yash, uh, Yash Matangi for NBA India. He, amazing. He, he did that great interview with you. And uh, and I'm uh, and I'm so glad like that came out uh, to the sort of like tell the whole story to like how many kilometers was it? Th- the entire journey from it was about 2100 odd kilometers. So now you do this like amazing journey and you get to basically you know the place where every Indian basketball fan wants to be which is at this iconic preseason game Um, I'm sure it must have been like an overall just um, you know just a complete sensory overdose for you what would you say was your best memory from the 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 basketball itself from the NBA India games my the number one memory the best one was just watching the players warm up they felt unreal Mm -hmm. I mean it's like the light shone differently on them because, of <laughs> course, it's the NBA, right? So they're not going to shine some random light on it. But the way they were moving, so you would imagine a six foot ten guy to just plod along. But the grace with which they take even the simplest of actions. And you know how on TV we see that, okay, this is a simple chest pass, bounce pass. It's a bullet in reality, man. They just <laughs> whip it so hard. So. Yeah. Although I was in the bleachers in the upper seats, but you know, when you go to see a movie, the best seats are Pichame, right? So, <laughs> from where everyone else sat courtside, they couldn't really get the bird's eye view. Yeah. So, the grapes are not sore at all. So, I feel I had a good view up there. Well, and and actually, like, the, the, the this was a small arena. So, even the up view is, in, in, yeah, if yeah, you actually exactly. go to any NBA arena, the seat uh-huh. that you had would actually be considered like a lower level seat because, yeah. because there's so seats much. even higher than that. So thanks so much for putting that into perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I know 18,000 NBA capacity, 2,000 here, but I never thought that, okay, my seats are actually premium, premium. Yeah, they would be, I mean, they won't be super premium, but they'd be considered like good seats. Premium. Let's yeah. call it premium. It's over. Yeah, yeah. no, the, like, what a crazy experience and then to sort of top it off with uh with with nba basketball in the end it's it, it, it must have been just a very like life-changing weekend for you life-changing in the biggest of ways in that the one thing i learned was the first day you have no idea how scared i was riding down 
So I started off at 10.30 and all the way through it was like a parachute of doubt just pulling me back. Like I can still turn around, I can still make it to the plane because you're literally going out into the unknown. You imagine someone who's never been on a 50. I am not saying that I've done a brave thing. I'm saying how stupid it might be. <laughs> never been on even a 50, 60 kilometer ride. Now mm. I want to do 2000 in three days essentially. One mishap and trip is over and there was a mishap, there was an accident and whatnot. So first day made it in Bhubaneswar, all was okay because I was riding at 120. And the... You remember how Shaq said that to score 40 points, he would think that, okay, I'll break it down into 10 points per quarter. Mm -hmm. so, and I thought, okay, let me look at it this way, 400 kilometer first day, kal ka kal dekha jayega. So although the road ahead was, I mean, all these, now they seem like life lessons to me in that if like today, you, me, Bill Gates, whoever you think of, the richest of the person also only has 24 hours in a day, right? It's up to what we do in those. So I like that's what. Sid, I like that the three people you could think of were you, me, and Bill Gates. <laughs> those were your first three people <laughs> together. We have so much in common. <laughs> so, just to draw a contrast between Amari Daridrata and Bill Gates. So, in that one thing I learned was all day if I just put the pull the throttle back, pull my wrist back, then I can just go far and However, I know that however, however scared I was on the first day, so every other decision that I face in my life, it's not as scary as that one. And I know that it might, whatever I have to do might be scary, but all I have to do is just go all out in the 24 hours given to me today, and tomorrow will take care of itself. Because each day I was just thinking, okay, I don't have to get to Mumbai. I just have to get to this city, this hotel. Oh, and this city also, I had no clue, okay, where, where I would be stopping. Yeah. Because yeah. second day... I can't stop at Vishakapatnam because I have to go to Vijayawada. The first night in Bhubaneswar, I was like, okay, now if I don't do 800 tomorrow, I'm done. I miss the games. This is Wednesday. So Thursday and Friday I have in my hand. They let me cover as much as I can. So second day after crossing Vijayawada, the one thing I didn't prepare for was how bad the roads were. I mean, I know that I'm going through India and we have highways and stuff, but there were places where the road was completely shut. There's bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic on a one-lane road and cars are trying to come from both sides. So there was this Panka Dukan and they have this shelter on top, right? So I had to sneak my bike through the Panka Dukan. Like hmm. Hanuman, like what he went through, Sapka. remember Lanka? So when Hanuman jumped from India to Lanka, there was a snake that came his way. Again, I'm not comparing myself to Hanuman, but that's what came to my mind. <laughs> Because so Hanuman just grew his size more and more and more and Snake also grew his mouth more and more. So he said you have to go through my mouth. Then all of a sudden he shrunk like Ant-Man and please edit this out. Please edit this out. I don't want to leave religion out of it. Backpedaling, backpedaling. Okay. No, no. It's uh, Hey, listen. Uh, the, the, those were the first superhero stories. All the all the Marvel stories stole from Hanuman, right? So it's it's yeah. fine. And I am original IP. My dad's name is Pawan, so that lets me... And yeah, and there was a statue of Lord Hanuman that was about 12 feet high, sparkling in Kerala. I don't know where I was. It was just past in Andhra Pradesh. And we look at that and, you know, I know that my dad's name is Pawan, so sometimes Madhaka is Pawan Putra, Pawan Putra. And I used to wear Hanuman Ji ka mala as a child. So when you see that on the tiring trip, 
like you're not religious but in those moments like that you feel mm-hmm. that the faith where religion comes from so did that you, was did, yeah. did you bike back also after the game the bike was not in a shape to ride back oh, really? so when i was <laughs> on the on so after day 2 i felt changed because day 2 i rode from 6 around 6 am in the morning till 6:45 so after day 1 i knew that i can spend all day on the saddle i know that if there is light if it's not dark out i can go all day long because i had practiced cycling over the last year wearing baggy clothes riding in the sun like a mad dog and people looking over like why wearing such baggy clothes and riding around but i was like in my mind i was i'm preparing for this so i dropped 13 kilos for that so i was up for a long day on the saddle mm-hmm. but you know how i i prepared i had these energy bars that i thought i'll eat but then i canceled the trip and i was working out every day i was like i need energy and there's some chocolate i used to eat them so i had nothing with me to carry i just had some peanut butter like all nba players are fond of it also mm-hmm. remember there was a riot almost when uh, golden state warriors tried to take peanut butter off the menu but the <laughs> players were so i mean this is a comfort food for us also yeah. you don't want an upset stomach on the roots so i was like bread and peanut butter is safe so i had that and i had three bottles with o2 on it so like, that was my only food i'd stop one and a half hour i'd take some water and then just sprint ahead sprint ahead so after a while the road just blended into itself the endless winding twisting and turning flyovers everything and day 3 i was actually sleepy so this is not recommended don't ride when you're sleepy so i put the helmet visor up i open my eyes as wide as i could so that the wind would keep me awake i still even at going at 120 you can feel drowsy so that was kind of dangerous but i did everything i could to stay awake on day 3 while leaving hyderabad so quick tip for anybody looking to go on a bike trip on google maps i have got a car don't select motorcycle select a car if you select motorcycle the tiniest of lanes that we have in mm. india yeah google maps will be like tum kar sakte ho yeah yeah it's shanta hai jugad kar lo yes you can do it my son shiv khera that book you can win go do it but these are not lanes anybody should have any business riding on so exiting hyderabad completely isolated both sides forest left side phulan devi right side i don't know virappan it fell like that okay if you don't know what's coming out and i go ahead the road is winding down and there is hay up ahead okay so i i don't think any of it but then when i go into it i realize it's a quicksand and the hay is there so that people don't sink and the more you try to accelerate the more you get into it it wasn't like a bollywood quicksand where you fall like nayak and then you emerge and start punching people but it was something where i could not ride ahead on so i got off my bike i tried to pull it back but lost the balance because there was so much luggage on it not tied very well it fell over on the right side and i didn't stop to take pictures because that would have helped with the insurance by the way later mm-hmm. so the mirror got shattered and the handlebar was bent i didn't realize it back then but when i exited hyderabad so i saw that my tank bag the bag i'm putting up front is sort of wobbling i thought it's a bag okay i thought it's not tied well but actually the handlebar was bent you know how when you do gangam style so your left hand is extended and the right one you do a lasso movement so that's kind of how i was holding my handlebar 
all the way from Hyderabad to wow. Mumbai. That's crazy. Yeah, not recommended. So that's where mind over heart won because I wanted a KTM so bad. I wanted a CBR. I wanted a failed sports bike. But mm-hmm. mind told me that if you fall, then you need a naked bike because you can get back up on that. They have crash guards. But all these CBRs, they don't have that. So that's why I put it back on packers and movers and took the flight back, which I had booked earlier because it was in no shape for another ride back. But yeah, as you, sorry, one quick line. As you said, the most memorable part in the games, yes. But for me, it was also day three, Pune to Mumbai. So mm-hmm. when I was working at UBA, it was in Pune. I wanted to go to Lonavla so bad, but uh-huh. I would work around the clock in that, okay, season five has to be the biggest ever mm-hmm. and don't have time for this, maybe later. But riding from Pune to Mumbai, that was an, okay, I've made it. I can stop to take pictures and, and the that's sense the of best, accomplishment. It, it, it yeah. is the best highway in India. So uh, yeah, must, all must the power been, drift videos. Yeah. Must have been breeze. Uh, must have been a breeze for you. No, yeah. what a what an amazing story and like and to be rewarded in the end with the with that nba game you know um i'm sure like as you said you planned each day each day was more grueling in my mind i'm thinking of like uh i'm thinking of an nba team who wants to win the title and each this is each playoff series that you're going through and things are getting tougher and tougher but the finals it seems was easy you just swept the finals right you just got in to my mind, it was like eight miles so first day lotto <laughs> Easy, 400 meters. Second day, who was it? The dude in the tank top. Uh, what was his name here? I haven't seen 8 Mile for a long time. <laughs> what? Okay. Kaushik, no, I haven't Kaushik, seen it for a jump. long time. I haven't seen it for many years. I won't remember the names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lotto, Lotto, same here. Lotto. I'm not good with names. So day two, Lotto, that was actually a challenge because 800 kilometer, I didn't know I could do it. Yeah. But after that, Papa Dog, like you go Papa first, dog, you yes. know you've got this. You know you have it. <laughs> that made it all amazing. worthwhile. Amazing, Sid. I uh, yeah, I think that has to be like the best stretch of thirty odd minutes in in hoop fashion yeah. history. Uh, lots of twists and turns, like your Rasta from Kolkata to <laughs> Mumbai, I suppose. Um, let's let's pivot quickly here, and I, I know you briefly spoke about UBA, and I think like you, your time with the UBA is something that our listeners would love to know about. Um, so you, you obviously, like, you did some commentating for the league. You did lots of other things as well. So w- what what about your experiences with the UBA will you sort of take as, as big life experiences? And w- what did you what did you have to do in terms of learning the art of commentary? And, um, and I guess, like, how it changed the way you covered basketball? That was such a blessing to be a part of that. And to start UBA, I have to say Paul Crane. I mean, he getting to work with him was such a blessing because we get to talk every day, mainly via emails, and we both write long emails. And so he would wake up early in the morning. I would see that it's 6 a.m., 6 p.m. here, and it's morning there. But he's so prompt, so gentlemanly, and professional in everything that he does. So the way that he approaches the game, the way the level of attention to detail that he puts into every single full stop. I mean, I thought I was detail-driven before until I met him. And he's such a busy man, but he always took the time out to make everyone involved in the project feel special, feel included. So for me, 
UVA journey is inseparable with getting to work with Paul and the commentary experience. So how it initially started was I was approached for covering the match reports and also doing a bit of guest commentary along the way. So I got the best seat in the house. I got to sit right next to Paul at the sidelines where the, the and you know season four that was when the big shots. I mean there were some really good players before also, but we didn't have Vishesh back then. We didn't have Amrit Pal. We didn't have Palpreet. This was their debut season, right? Season yeah. four. And I've been a huge fan of so many of these guys, and especially Vishesh. So it's an embarrassing story. So the brown we were staying in this hotel, and I was with the guys Osa Ferreira. She was my boss at UBA also, and so she also has a social media company, Social Loka. Even working with them, like right now, I'm working in social media thanks to what I got to learn with them also in how to approach it, how to approach storytelling from a different point of view. So we were in a room and Vishesh was about to come in and I was like, okay, I started cleaning up, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm finally meeting him one-on-one. I met him earlier in Savio Cup in 2012. That was on the time when I had run this full marathon in Mumbai and that was the day of Savio Cup final also. So Windows sir and all these amazing guys who had put it together. At that time, I think Singham, so ONGC team came out to the beat of Singham. Mm-hmm. And they were in this kick-ass white jersey. I, think, I still think that's the best jersey in Indian basketball. They had this white jersey with black stripes on it, like a white leopard kind of. And they're running out to Singham. I was like, man, this is insane. Mm-hmm. 3Deep was also there. By yeah. the way, how have we not named him 3Deep? We have. That's been. Oh, a, we have, we have many times. <laughs> it, it, it is the most apt name for a, an yes. outside shooter in an, in basketball history. Yes. Three deep. <laughs> he just splashes it, man. Just splashes it effortlessly. And by and the way, was... his last name is Rai, which sounds like Ray. So it's three deep Ray Allen. <laughs> That's why we pay you the big bucks, Kal. <laughs> no one pays me any bucks, first of all. <laughs> No, in accolades and kudos and all these. Yes, no one pays for that's one thing in basketball. I mean, at times even you must have wondered, yeah, itni mehnat agar cricket mein ki hoti then maybe. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it just the path we chose is more rewarding for its own reasons. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, the the the, the UBA um, you joined as as you said, you joined just at the right time. This is season yeah. four when things are getting. Uh, like really, yeah. really amping up. That league had a lot of potential. Uh, and yeah. what would you take away as like your the best like like what would you say is the the one thing or the few things that they were doing that in the future whenever there will is gonna be an Indian basketball league. Kisi then we always keep on saying it's it's coming, it's coming. It's hey, this is the most this is the most optimistic yes. we've been about it. So so, in, so in a while. whenever it does happen, but then it's five years, ten years from now. What what should be the lessons from the UBA that that should be applied? You feel like Mere Karan Arjun Nainge, like we are like that yes. old lady, right? Right now, <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago, 2010, yeah. Indian Basketball League is coming next year. Remember? Yes, yeah, Actually, exactly. We talk about this every episode. <laughs> yeah, like Liverpool has won a title and we still don't have yeah. an Indian Basketball League. Next year is our year. Next year is our year. Yes. Always. <laughs> Eternal optimists, Indian basketball fans. So what the Illusion, my biggest takeaway? Maybe. 
Yeah, that's good. Delusional optimism is always amazing. So you've seen that shot that I've done, that handstand three-pointer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have because I plug it so much. Yeah, yeah, no, so, no, it's epic, yeah. So that took me two hours and 42 attempts and all I was thinking was there is one ball, there is one rim, keep throwing it up, it has to go in sometime. I, I can be pretty stubborn in chasing something like that. So even for Indian basketball, I think what UBA showed was, I mean, if you had Satyabhama University in Chennai, the bleachers were so loud, it felt like the stadium was going to collapse. It was closed and there's echoing. We got to see how Indian basketball has a fan base, how even to someone who's new to basketball can find it so electrifying. I mean, Gary Gill throwing those dunks down, Palpreet with that 180 alley-oop, and Amritpal switching threes and then running back with both fingers up. I mean, I've always wanted to do that, to emulate him that way. So I think that's what UBA showed, that Indian basketball is here to stay and that there is a market here. And our players are eminently marketable. They have these colorful personalities. Like right now, we're talking about the NBA. We're talking about the game, about the league in a bubble, about how colorful the players are, who's packed the PlayStation, who's packed ramen noodles, who's packed what. The game is not going on. There are no games, and yet we are invested in it. You know how there's no off-season anymore, right? Mm. League is year-round action with all the off-season movement and all. So imagine like what you said, Karan, in the beginning about showing Indian basketball. I feel that what you also, what you do so well, of course, what I try to do also, is a Venn diagram of NBA basketball, of American culture, and the melting pot of Indian culture, where it intersects. That is such an amazing place to be. I mean, you can draw all these parallels and all these connections and make our players so much more relatable. I think that's what UBA showed more than ever in that. The UBA Season 4 All-Star Game was the most yeah. electrifying basketball experience for me. It started off with an alley-oop dunk. Mm. It started off from near half-court. There was a player named Mac. Mac Tree, we called it. I think Vishesh threw him a lob. And then they ran back smiling and I knew we were in for a ride. And I was just giggling like a school kid all over again. There's so much energy right there in that stadium. I was like, we love this game. And, you know, every city has its own hometown hero. All we need to do is bring them to the masses and have them relate to us, relate to the players. And they'll see the beautiful game that's here to stay. Like how Troy said, he said that in his guesstimate, India has more basketball courts than cricket fields or football fields, which is, of course, true, right? I mean... You can fit a basketball court yeah. anywhere, but where in India, in the metro cities, will you fit in the cricket field? So this is the game of the future. And you can just shoot by yourself and get something out of it. So there's the market here. Check. You've got colorful players and really, really talented players. You know, guys like Inderbeer and Mahesh, whom we don't get to see in the, on the Indian side because they're not naturalized, unlike how every other country does it. So we got to see that there's so many amazing Indian bowlers abroad also. So once the league comes, I mean, it's going to hit everything like a storm. And you know how IPL came about and IPL sort of took cues from the NBA, right? The shorter format, packing in entertainment and everything. I think that's what UBA showed more than anything. The joy of the game, how the players are marketable and how we should approach marketing them, not by westernizing everything, but by letting the Indian see angle shine yeah i mean 
I I obviously agree with the marketing side of like you know as as a lot of us you know all of us are, are NBA fans and I think what you rightly pointed out is the NBA is yes the, the basketball itself is amazing it is the best basketball in the world but also they do an incredible job in marketing personality they do such a great job that you get invested in like oh this guy is like this or this guy doesn't like this guy or all of that stuff you know like it, it, the intrigue in it, it it is it is a show as well the issue with india has always happened and this is from my personal perspective of having worked so closely with you know federations and with like um the, the actual like interrelationships between players and managements and coaches in india is that there is still this culture of that the players are actually at the bottom of the totem pole you know instead of they should be at the top in when you look at the nba yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yes the owners and the owners are the richest these billionaires yes the gms have good salaries the coaches are respected but at the end of the day everyone knows that the fans run the league whereas in india what it the way i it has always frustrated me that um every coach and every every politician behind the scenes wants credit for what's happening on the court yeah. you know and it and i was always about like even the, the short amount of time i spent with the bfi writing about indian basketball players and then everything else i've, I've done since if you notice a trend in my work i've always tried to be like let's paint a colorful picture for the players let's make them the star of the show let's center yes. them because honestly i yes with all due respect to the uncle ji who put together the show and who got the sofas yeah. there and who ordered the chai for me like they are not as important i want to see what amjot and vishesh are doing on court you know exactly and until the day that we change that culture of it's the guru shishya culture na it's like yeah, yeah. like the take my the, thumb take my thumb <laughs> take my thumb and then also like wait for your turn you are a junior right now yes. how dare you speak up until oh yeah. you don't know that i have spent 40 years in this game thank you uncle for spending 40 years it's amazing you did that but at the end of the day like fans are not coming to watch you for your 40 years fans are going to come here to watch this young guy do whatever like he's capable of um oh, sick. yeah <laughs> i was thinking of being politically correct but then i forgot that i'm talking to a brave dude here who's not going to be like okay we should edit this out and all but one great yeah, yeah. i had you know how in i've never seen this anywhere in the world where at half time players line up to shake hands with the dignitary yeah with the i mean at goddamn half- vip like who gives a shit about <laughs> I mean at that's where they should go back to the locker room they should review strategy they should yeah. get fresh for to put on their best in the second half the game should be about the players even like me also I always try to be in the background in that I mean my job is just to talk about the game to write about the game the story should never be about me is how I've always felt in that I know like you know how the late great Dr Subramanian the nishkarm yog approach that he had he Like he stayed about the stadium, and he always put his players on the forefront. And it was never that many kia, many kia, mere ko ye chahiye. It was always about this has to be better. The player has to get better. I mean, you know, right? How he used to go. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm yeah, just yeah. talking for the benefit of our fans. No, he's he really was like the mover and shaker behind the scene of everything. Yeah. So every time you see Amritpal hit a three pointer or Palpreet have such an all round game and or you think that okay this they were taught by a man ahead of his time yeah, who was yeah. like okay you need to have an outside touch you need to have an all round game so the way they approach the game and even mm-hmm. rajesh patel sir is like 
you remember he had a heart attack and even then he would still go on the court it's like the basketball bouncing is his heartbeat like i remember in one interview for nba he said that okay my doctor has advised me not to stress too much but it's a compulsion i have to be a part of the game so one of the coaches in uba john kimbledon so he mentioned that when he first came here he saw some of the fundamentals he was like okay i'm mad at these players but later he was like okay no i'm mad at some of the coaches not all of them obviously mm-hmm. we're not generalizing here yeah but as you say the red tape needs to go away it has to be about the game it has to be about the players i mean imagine you know just a few years ago even when india campo i think you reported about it right that there was no ice for a sprained ankle let an india camp yeah I, I, it might have been someone else who reported that but the, okay, also okay. that story doesn't surprise me i've, I've seen yeah, that a yeah. lot and and when you say that that they they would have dignitaries at half time yeah. i mean half time is actually a, a privilege i've seen indian basketball events where they would force a timeout cuz the vip came late she was supposed oh. to show up <laughs> at like the beginning but and of course they showed up like 7 minutes into the game so a team that's on a run has to call a timeout shots yeah they they have to call a timeout all line up say namaste to uncle ji or aunty ji you know uh yeah. make sure they settle she has her chai and then the match can continue like this is again people like this and the coaches which you named are very important but i'm talking from a perspective of selling the game to the average fan the average fan average nba fan does not tune in to see you know uh what is the owner of the houston rockets doing today and have we have we made sure he's gotten his his mala and his chai today no he's feeding he's feeding the entire nba in the bubble right that's now. what he's doing yeah but yes. <laughs> but, but 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 that is not what you know uh, again to, yeah exactly for example you talked about you made a joke about trump cards right like uh-huh. you're not going to get trump cards of politicians and owners you're going to exactly. get trump cards of the players that's what we yes. care about his footwork during a are you saying that the, has to be seen Are you saying that the Govindraj Trump card that I have is useless? <laughs> If you have a Govindraj yes. Trump card, I think it's priceless. I think that should yes. That would be one of the most valuable things to have it. <laughs> should have an open auction in the next one. Yes. Govindraj might probably, be able to retire. <laughs> I mean Govindraj would probably buy it back himself, so. Yes, I'm sure. Uh sit quickly again pivoting away from uh, from this stuff to something that I think um we don't really know about because you you don't think of it much as i guess a basketball hub or a center in the country so you obviously originate from uh, assam you said but you're based in calcutta right now and uh, i guess like we, we don't really know much about what the basketball culture is in west bengal or or in that part of the country so what's that like uh, obviously like football is massive there cricket is massive everywhere in the country um what what is basketball in bengal like what who are like the big stars and uh, i i want to talk to you about a little bit outside of that as well but uh, give us the lowdown on on bengali basketball so, so in kolkata so i can't see the whole of west bengal but kolkata specifically the lungs of the city is the maidan okay so that's a huge sprawling piece of open area we have all these people playing football and cricket mm-hmm. and there's an rb base and right next to it there are three basketball courts the west bengal basketball association that's where the nba action also happens and next to it you have the netaji indoor stadium where yao ming came of course where amitabh bachchan sara zamana with light bulbs 
that was the song i think right sara zamana hasino ka diwana yes. light bulb pehen ke so the netaji indo stadium where the action happened for international events and that's where i actually tried to do the handstand record another matter i didn't make it i remember meeting mm-hmm. shiba ma'am over there Imagine, yeah. and yeah and she gave me a tip on okay this is how you can adjust your thing and it's so great to finally get to meet her because she has been so patient in all the interaction that i had with her so in kolkata akash deep hazra i think he's around from these parts even sagar joshi who played for punjab steelers is from here so we have all these clubs around here so club level basketball bhi hai like you have clubs like rakhi sangha and wbba and pta boys training association just in name but everybody plays over there so there are these little clubs where we play state level games and all that but of course football is king and jab mohan bagan and east bengal when they play fans get into trucks and yeah. come to the stadium and we don't see that for basketball yet over here you you know what they should do you know uh, like how uh, f- football teams in europe they they all have uh, affiliate basketball teams too so like real madrid and barcelona yeah. have an affiliate basketball teams that also play each other also have a rivalry i think this is what west bengal biggest football club should do they should also adopt a basketball, basketball teams they should be a, a mohan bagan and east bengal basketball clubs and like i think just having that name branding with them would sort of help like the growth a little bit you're on to something really big here you know it's, if you can sell them on the pitch <laughs> you know think, when this, i think at, at, at this moment at this moment mohan bagan fans are grappling with the fact that they've been uh, they've been yeah. merged with a corporate entity so uh, that this might be further away than we we would like <laughs> and you know there is this culture of how, how does it feel when you go to play basketball and there's been a takeover by cricket fans where the yeah. basketball post is your cricket wicket or they oh, using we, the we've spoken and... about we've spoken about this a few times on hoop darshan as well the, the fact that basketball courts become impromptu cricket pitches yeah, uh, as if like, as if we don't need uh, more cricket in in our country you um, feel like british <laughs> occupied india like siding back so <laughs> in college i used be, to play yeah. there needs to be like a lagan but a basketball version of it where you know uh we we have to beat the cricketers at at our game or something like that <laughs> at their game no we'll have to play cricket then no no no, no that's i said lagan, right there 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 needs to be a, a basketball version of lagan ah yes yes where uh, where, where instead we we beat them at basketball you know speaking oh, of this two two hidden gems never got to see 4 pm on the court remember 4 pm the, did it ever come out did i don't know released? exactly there I is that in production yeah exactly and there is ball don't lie the professor grayson bushey of and one Yeah. So he has this movie Ball Don't Lie. This is amazing trailer. It's based on a book also. So these two movies have always been like, man, one day I want to see them. 4 p.m. on the court and this one. I don't think they came out ever. I don't think 4 p.m. on the court was ever released. It was a Kaushik just to put it in reference. You know, we've been talking about Bollywood basketball stuff. 4 p.m. on the court was under production. Was going to be a a basketball based movie in India, and then I'd never heard anything more about it. So uh, it's brutal. It, it, it could have been top of your list. it 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 would have been on on the list for sure um yeah. said i mean thank you for sharing so many stories you briefly before we let you go you mentioned yao ming came to calcutta and he yeah. played um and, and i say calcutta because when he came that's what the city used to be called yes <laughs> and 
and and and which is which stadium did he play at? Netaji Indoor Stadium. Indoor Stadium. This was a FIBA Asia Junior event. I think this is yes, yes. this is back like, in the day when Yao was still in uh, you know junior at the Shanghai Sharks. Before so, I was even a basketball fan. Yeah. So this is long before. Um, yeah, I was even in Kolkata. Yeah. Oh, you weren't oh. even this. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you if if you were there and if you got a chance to go see him, but it seems like before your time. 2007. Okay. Uh, yeah. So are there. Uh, are there like any signs in this stadium any shrines of of yao's because by the way yao remembers this moment as one of the greatest tournaments he's played in his life he completely dominated uh the fiba asia junior event i'll i'll try to pull up the stats if i can but yeah like uh, do they commemorate yao around this area at all so that stadium is mainly used for expos okay so you have these Companies that put up travel expo or business expo or even educational expos, so there is no room for a basketball shrine. There might be one. I might yeah. not know about it. I'll have to ask Atanu Banerjee. So he was. Oh, the great, yeah, the great Atanu yes, Banerjee. The yeah. first, I think it was the first FIBA certified official in India. Hmm. I think so. So I'll have to ask him. He was around here at the time. He has memories of that. So to uh, me, it's more of the expos that keep going on and how the floorboard. It's not ideal to play on, etc. And I mean, it's insane. Like the greatest Asian player in history played in 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 Calcutta, and yeah. there's very little known about it. Did you, if I remember, was it you? Did you write an article about this? Uh, Yao about uh, about this tournament? Not the tournament specifically. I think I wrote one about Yao Ming and Yao's journey. There was some there was some mention of it, yeah, but not specifically about the. Oh, I wrote about the Netaji Indoor Stadium for NBA earlier. Yes. So yeah, I remember Court Chronicles back when Akshay was. Yes, yes, when Akshay was in NBA. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, he's still there, of course. There, he was more of uh, curating stories at the time, also. So I wrote one Court Chronicles Netaji Indoor Stadium. I think that might be what you're referring to. I'm just pulling up his. I'm trying to look for the Yao stats from 98, 98. It's it's hard to find anywhere, but he dominated. He was the MVP of the tournament in China once. So um, yeah, it's part of uh, an integral part of uh, Calcutta basketball. Even Harlem Globetrotters played over here. Oh, in the same stadium? Yeah, and yeah, I found that article of mine. So 1998 Asian Junior Basketball Championship, he led China to a 59-45 win over Qatar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, Sid, thank you so much for sharing us your time, sharing us your stories, and uh, just it was just like incredible to catch up with you. We can, we we'll need to find another time to go on a rabbit hole of more, uh, more like basketball stuff and catch up on all of that side of things. But uh, for now, I want to thank you for joining us in Hoop Dushan. Finally, long belated, and. Uh, yeah, next time we do something crazy like like this trip you took, I think you should document it so so there can be more eyeballs. And I know you don't want to promote, but I think it is a, it is a fun story for people to follow. As I said, people like uh, you know we need to highlight stories of like hardcore NBA fans like you who who did stuff like this. So uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I hope you're staying safe in this lockdown. Yeah, thanks so much, Karan, for having me and. This is like to me. This is coming from my guru, saying, "Keep, dude, bro, lick lo ye. Like, see your story, and don't. Look, I shouldn't look at it in a selfish way. Oh, it's about. It's not about me. It's about a fan story. So consider it done. 
I, I, I let, me, let me put it this way. I think it's about it's about showing Indian basketball has real fans, you know. And yes. uh, and I think and I think we need to highlight real fans like you just to just for everyone else can see like oh my god this country is something that we can invest in, you know. Yeah. And just when I checked in on the third day was when I saw the buzzer beater in the hotel. So that was game one was going on. So I think if it was not for the NBA, I would not have taken this trip in my life. I would have chickened out. So, Really well, grateful for it finally happened here. We're glad you didn't, and uh, yeah, uh, hope you stay safe, Sid, and you too. Catch you, catch you at some point in the future when all this madness is over. Yes, and thank you, Karan. Thank you, Kaushik. See you guys soon. Would love to talk again, even if not on the podcast or anywhere. Just chill with you guys and talk about the game. For sure, man. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. See you. Bye. I want to thank Siddharth Sharma, aka Sid Breakball. If you guys haven't checked out his work, Google either his name or Google Sid Breakball and you'll find, as he said, like over a thousand articles of of so much work he's done over the last decade on Indian basketball. And of course, the other adventures he he keeps on getting up to. Uh, just he, he is my favorite kind of Indian NBA fan who understands everything about the NBA, but can also put it into Hanuman context. I just love everything <laughs> about it. Yeah, that was great. Like, uh, at the start of the episode, if you had to think about like the different kind of analogies that might be dropped, you would not have thought uh, Hanuman. And, Listen, yeah. the, the the more Bollywood, the more mythology. I I'm 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 down for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we all found out that you get paid the big bucks. Uh, Amant's chicken. If if you're listening to this, you you want Karan and and myself on your roster. Uh, please sponsor the show. Just <laughs> give send us some butter chicken when this is all over. It's not too much to ask. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more Karin. like the, the kind of um, knowledge and, and stories that he brought to the episode it's just a glimpse of I guess what, what more we could we could sort of chat with him and um, yeah we will definitely have him back on the podcast um, probably dive a little bit more into I guess the NBA side of things or maybe even some Indian basketball stories because uh, I'm sure it would be great material um, so Kaushik, before we wrap up this episode, um, any a, anything else to say? I, I know th- I know we have a lot a lot to talk about the NBA bubble and all like the funny things happening out of there. Uh, but but let's hold on for, to another episode when we get closer uh, a, a clearer picture. I just hope all the NBA players are are staying safe and the ones who have been tested positive with the virus, you know, I hope they recover safely and I just want like as healthy a tournament as possible. So there's no, none of this asterisk, you know. There's going to be, inevitably, but just want to have that minimized as much as possible so we can just have a healthy... If we are going to have it, I, I just hope it's as healthy as possible. Yeah, like, I, I, we've spoken about this in, across different channels, but I think, like, there's something that, that we're all sort of feeling weird about the fact that there's basketball that's going to happen in, in the midst of this pandemic and everything else that's happening. But I think we're also ready for basketball to come back into our lives. We just are always, always, always for more hoops. Um, that said, uh, Kaushik, it was great chatting with you again, and uh, we'll be back soon with with more guests and more opinions and more NBA stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as always, big thanks to all of our listeners for tuning into our show, for downloading, for subscribing. Uh, thank you so much. If you want to reach out to us to ask questions or to give us your comments or feedback or anything like that. Uh, feel free to hit us up. Karan is at Hoopistani and at Karan Madhok1 on Twitter. 
I'm at underscore Kaushik 67 The podcast is at Hoop Darshan. It's also available on, podca- uh, on Podbean, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, lots and lots of different places. Uh, just find us. We're like Hanuman. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, hashtag India Basketball.